Hello, everyone, and welcome to another recap race analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel, or if you're listening on the Cycling Dane podcast. And today was a time trial, the first one of the Tour de France. And I mean, yeah, what a day. Ewan, what happened? Well, the first and only time trial of this year's Tour de France. It was a hilly course from Passy de Combleu, which involved two climbs, the Côte de la Cascade de Coeur on the beginning climb, then the more serious Côte de Domancy towards the end of the stage. To begin with, the early benchmark was Remy Cavagna. That was beaten by pre-stage favorite Wout Van Aert. Later on, it was all about the GC guys, Pogacar and Vingo. Over the first check of the day, to begin with, it looked like Pogacar was in firm control of the stage as Pogacar gained 20-30 seconds over Wout Van Aert at that first check but soon after we saw that Vingo was on a flying day with 19 second advantage over Tadej Pogacar. Then following on from that the gap just kept opening up. On the final climb of the day Pogacar opted for a bike change. Maybe he'll regret that choice later on, but Vingo evidently was on a flying stage, climbing up on his time trial bike, up the 9% climb, extending his gap to one minute at the top of the Côte de Domossi climb. From there until the finish, there was a sort of plateau section, then 6% for two kilometers. At that point, Vingo extended his gap. Pogacar actually was about to catch his two-minute man in Carlos Rodriguez, who now sits in fourth place in GC, took the quickest time, but that wasn't for long. Jonas Vingo smashed the time one minute and 38 faster than Pogacar in what could only be described as a sort of an all-time time trial performance. It was huge, two kilometers an hour quicker across that course than Tadej Pogacar, which is huge. Even Pogacar himself, he put in a really good TT, finishing one minute and 20 seconds faster than anybody else on the stage. So Vingo and Pogacar streets ahead of everybody, but Vingo ahead of every single rider in this Tour de France, and he has put monumental seismic gaps in the GC fight. He now leads by one minute and 48 seconds, with Adam Yates moving up to third at 8.52, Carlos Rodriguez at 8.57, Jai Hindley sits in fifth at 11 minutes and 15 seconds. Further down in top 10, everything remains the same, but Felix Gal moves into top 10, the guy who... Uh, really, we flagged up as being a poor time trialist, rode a really strong stage to jump into the top 10 with a with a fair advantage over 11th place Guillaume Martin at this point. It was, I mean, to be honest, quite the stage for the ages. It's probably the new version of Planche de Belfi. Vingo is sort of tightening the screw. He could almost sort of write his name on that Tour de France trophy, edit the Wikipedia page himself to put him his name on the history roll of honor. This is a fantastic performance, and dare I say, the Tour de France has been won. Okay, I mean, we're going to get a lot of comments because you've been very critical of your Movisma in the past, and you you, you are a Pogacar fanboy. So, uh, But that aside, Ewan, I still think these two are just heads and shoulders about everyone else here. I think it's incredible when you look at the timesheets, how far they actually are ahead of everyone. It's just incredible. And I mean, I don't think it's over yet. I think there's still a lot of writing. A lot of things can still happen on the road. Call de la Laws, what impact is that going to be? We haven't really had a time trial before a mountain stage like this in the third week for a long time. Not for these two anyway. What does UAE do now? We know Yombo Visma, they're definitely going to ride very defensively. And we'll see how much their team, how they can live up to that, given that crash we had the other day. But uh, yeah, what do UAE team members do now? They do have a good position of Yates and 
uh, Tatapagacha on the podium. So that will still be a huge achievement. But what do they actually do? It looks like UAE now are in a good position to have two riders on the podium. Do they get to very defensive about third place with Adam Yates? Because having two riders on the final podium of the Tour de France would still be a milestone for that squad. Adam Yates has never finished on a Grand Tour podium. It's still a huge deal for him. Do they start protecting him against Rodriguez? How's that going to work out tomorrow at Col de la Loz? Because they might need him if they're really investing in Pogacar. One minute and 48 is going to be huge to overturn. Last year, it was about two and a half minutes for most of the Tour de France until Otakam really in that final week. One minute and 48, given that Jonas was so good today. We we have been critical. I mean, of course, we've, we've been critical. We want to see the action. We want to see Jonas taking as many se- seconds as possible up until this point. He was very defensive up until this point. Now we have the sort of the hindsight, the rationale that he was definitely feeling like he was up he was strong and he had more left in his legs and this tt he let that all do, do the talking on this tt it's not like pogaccia rode a poor time trial pogaccia was second place still well over a minute ahead of everybody else including wapanard uh and the other gc favorites vingago just looked incredible today and i think tomorrow at cordolas he will gain more time at the top of that kind of climb it's down to legs we've seen it before pogaccia cracked in 2020 i know it's a very different pogaccia we have now but I wouldn't be surprised if Jonas now runs away with it and we get a sort of three-minute buffer by the time we get to Paris. It's It, it feels very futile to say that, but Vingo, just that performance today was s- seismic. You can't have that good legs on this kind of time trial and not continue that momentum into these coming mountain stages. I think it's just too far flung to believe that Jonas is now going to crack tomorrow because he put in a huge effort today. It's a 30-minute effort. It's not like he's been sort of going and going and going. The counter-argument is that at La Reims, back in the first week of racing, Jonas put one minute into Pogacar, then lost 30 seconds the next day. That's very true. Lost the legs then. Pogacar had very good legs. We might see the same thing tomorrow, but this was just an out-of-this-world performance. Yeah, incredible, to be honest. Uh, we were a bit shocked uh, how much time he actually put in. We heard the radio message as well. Jumbo Visma said, prove that you are the strongest, and he certainly did. But yeah, well, we'll have to see how their team does in terms of managing this with UAE. But, well, briefly, let's just turn our focus to the Polkadot jersey, Ewan. Jude Ciccone managed to get the quickest time up that climb. I think that's quite impressive. Did he? Oh, nice one. Um, so he has consolidated that polka dot jersey lead. That's really impressive. Uh, so now he has a five-point lead over Paulus. Vingo is not too far away. So I think if Pogac and Vingo are over the top of the Cordula Laws, they could overtake Chikane, but there's lots of category ones tomorrow before that point. And I don't think tomorrow's stage is going to be ridden as hard as we probably believed when the gap would have been within 30 seconds. I think now Jumbo Visma will be happy to let the breakaway go. Chikane can probably get that polka dot jersey. Also, the time bonifications can be taken by the breakaway and the stage win can be fought amongst them, which makes it even harder for, for Pogacar really to make inroads. Uh, if he were to be on a good day over the top of Col de la Loz. It really has played into Yumbo Visma's hands. We have been very critical over the past two weeks, we will be honest about this, uh, of their tactics up until this point. It is very risky to sort of play everything in that final week and to really sort of bet on yourself there, particularly when Pogacar has been coming back from an injury and he said that the final week is for him and he's got more seasoned Grand Tour domestiques in that squad in the form of Yates and Micra and so forth. But for Jumbo Visma now to be in a really, really good position to win this race, it's fantastic. Maybe, I mean, 
credit I really think really has to go down to Jonas himself. He had the legs on the day. He was the guy who let the legs of the talking and all this team tactic talk that we've had over the past couple of weeks. You know what? It's kind of redundant now that Jonas just let his legs do the talking here to gain one and a half minutes at a crucial point in this Tour de France where we have not seen one and a half minutes being made by any rider between either Vingegaard or Pogacar throughout this race. I mean, that's the point of sport. We're in the blind. It's not like we don't have the power data. We don't have everything. We don't know how the riders are feeling. Stage 15 was the change where we were like, he looks like he's holding back. Yeah, exactly. It looked like he was holding back and Pogacar didn't look as strong. That's when we kind of had that skepticism. In the time trial, it was a bit up in the air. But, I mean, on paper, they should have been closer in the time trial. So that definitely shows that Vingegaard's got something special still to give in this Tour de France. We can just focus on the low end of top 10 as well, because that's still quite interesting, because Sepp Kuss is still in there. Bilbao had a really good ride as well. He still finds himself in seventh. Simon Yates, he could be quite a good ride. And David Godou, best French rider as Guillaume Montan drops out of top 10. How do you see this changing with Pickock in 12? He, he's got quite a big margin between himself and Felix Gall, who's 10th now. But yeah, over the next kind of yeah a few stages could this change a lot this order um let me just look i think i mean the eight rodriguez battle for third is going to be super interesting because that's quite close um hinley kuss that has the possibility to change especially now that kuss probably won't be as vital in the high mountains he might actually try to move up into fifth place in gc in gc um which would be super interesting bill bow uh, Bilbao's pretty close to Kuss. It really does depend where Kuss is used up. Is he going to be a domestique? Is he going to be sort of now more defensive, given that Jonas is in a super comfortable position in GC? Um, looking down, I don't think Yamatan is going to overtake Godou. I think Godou will be the top French rider at this Tour de France, to be honest. And Gal is climbing super strong, so I think Gal could hold on to his 10th place. To be honest, I think that top 10 is quite solidified. I don't think the characters involved in that top 10 will change. Unless there's a, unless Pino slips into a breakaway and gains a huge amount. Yeah, but I think that's unlikely. Azure will get very defensive. But anyways, that's it for a recap race analysis here of stage 16. The only time trial of this year's edition, what a time trial it was. But uh, of course, make sure to comment down below, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel here on the Cycling Day and Extra channel and give us a like or stars or whatever you do on Spotify. But as always, thank you for watching and we will see you tomorrow.